for 25 years. Nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all hand-picked from family farms, then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. What's going on? It's Bet the Edge, powered by PointsBet. He's Drew Dinsick, the whale capper. I'm, of course, your host, Sarah Perlman. Thanks for being with us today. Premier League will have matches four of the next five days. Crazy. Nick Kenyon's going to join us and explain where he sees value on the board and why he's tracking Arsenal so closely this week. And PointsBet head trader Jay Croucher, he's here to explain how betters are attacking Saturday games in the NFL. A lot of line movement there, of course. He's also going to explain and get into what line he would lay right now if the Packers and Bucks would meet in the NFC Championship. And of course, you know the deal. you got to stick around till the end of the show to hear our biggest edge of the day. Drew, good morning. How are we doing? Not too bad. It's a little chilly here, I got to say. But uh, you know what? It's nice to kind of be reminded that winter is a thing. Uh, and even nicer to go check the Mammoth app and see that they've gotten about 10 feet of snow. <laughs> so uh, very excited that we're going to have a, a ski season this year up here in, uh, in the Sierras. So good Wednesday. How about you? Um, great Wednesday. The sun's out. Drew and I live like an hour apart from each other for everyone listening. Probably no one cares, but I'll say it anyway. We had a crazy storm <laughs> yesterday because the snow coming in. The house that we're renting here in Orange County was shaking for hours. I couldn't take my dog out. It was wild. But now, sun's out. I'm feeling bright. I'm wearing red. I'm ready to get some winners. Got good energy going. But yeah, excited for you and all the, the skiers and snowboarders out there. I know everyone's fired up for that regard. Let's start with the weekend. Drew, listen, I love the weekend. Everyone does for so many reasons. But this weekend, we're back for that time of year again when the NFL is now on Saturdays. Two, game, two games on Saturday this weekend. And let's start with one that is just true insanity right now let's break down the Raiders and Browns as much as we can um currently on our website we're showing on NBC Sports Edge the Browns laying two and a half this total sitting at 40 points but has that line down Jay Croucher is going to join us and help us kind of figure out exactly where this line might just land kudos to you if you got the Raiders up at six and a half uh, that's long gone there's a crazy COVID outbreak in the NFL and really hitting Cleveland hard. No Baker Mayfield, Kevin Stefanski, Jarvis Landry, you name it. Their whole team is pretty much on the COVID list. And it's going to be crazy that this game is probably going to stay just with the NFL schedule and how it is. And it's a crucial game for the Cleveland Browns. And now this is happening. So I'm curious to get your thoughts on how you're even going to handle this. And if there's any advice you can give to betters that want to get involved in this game. Yeah, well, certainly, I, I definitely am leaning under eight and a half active starters for the Browns. 
Um, I think that's the only sharp play on the board in this one. Realistically, uh, if you know, if you want to kind of take a step back, is there a, is there a, a meaningful difference in how you would handicap and how you would price Baker Mayfield versus uh, Case Keenum as the I starting quarterback? I believe it's half a point in all sincerity. Even if even right, it's not a lot. But then you combine that with the cluster injury on the offensive line, it starts to look a little bit spookier. You combine that with some of the me- you know, meaningful pieces missing on defense. Really, the only healthy unit, as far as I can tell you, for the Cleveland Browns will be their mighty defensive line and potential defensive player of the year, Miles Garrett, who, mean, you know, who very, very memorably no. suffered. He had a huge, yeah. huge problematic COVID infection last year that uh-huh. really kind of set him back for a you know, huge portion of the season. So hopefully, knock on wood, he stays healthy. And really, that's kind of where you're going to have to win this game if you're Cleveland and you're going into it, you're going to lean on your defense. You're going to lean on that D-line. You're going to try to uh, disrupt what Las Vegas wants to do offensively here. And then, you know, hold on for dear life and hope that your running game can manifest something. Case Keenum, not going to have a lot of healthy guys to throw the ball to. Uh, It's going to be a lot of tight end action here. Uh, You know, you're probably going to want to pick on uh, you know, some maybe you know, maybe there'll be some. This is going to be a very very difficult game to price, not just from a uh, side and total, but as you trickle down into the derivatives, as you trickle down into the props, uh, there'll be some soft stuff to hit on this one for sure. And that's the only way I'm going to be able to attack it. I love props. It's probably the way that most people like myself that don't get in as early um, are able to take advantage of the market and find some of that. Um, it is interesting because looking at some of their roster and what's going to happen to Anvil Peoples-Jones, as one of our researchers reminded me, probably going to be their number one wide receiver this week. So certainly take a look at him. Let's get to a game. By the way, I'm, I am looking out for Darren Waller on the Raiders side for everyone wondering about what to do with the Raiders. Obviously, the defense is still pretty healthy for the Browns. Didn't practice again this week. So I was hoping to kind of get the Raiders early in the week. Um, he's a huge part of their offense. Still not practicing. We'll see how that out today but let's get to a game here Drew that I cannot wait for it is the Patriots playing the Colts the Colts are favored both teams coming off of a bye and the Colts are laying two and a half points money's coming a lot of money on the Indianapolis Colts to to move this number total is at 45 I have an opinion on this game I'll get to that in a second I'm kind of curious to hear your thoughts and how you're handicapping this game and maybe give me a little insight as to why both teams are coming off of a buy, but all this money is coming in on the Colts. Yes, this is something that's been vexing me all week. <laughs> I've been struggling to kind of dig through what is going on here. We got our answer this morning. Mac Jones limited in practice with a thumb. Not a great sign. You do not want to see this, you know, offensive rookie of the year campaign derailed. <laughs> Matt Jones uh just you know I I think ultimately they'll start him they'll play him but this is going to be a running heavy attack from the Patriots and uh you know obviously Indianapolis uh they if you are going to put scoreboard pressure on this team you're going to get it done through the air and uh, if Mac Jones is either hesitant to throw or they roll out a very vanilla game plan that is run heavy here um, I'm not sure that serves the Patriots well if Jones continues to miss time in practice this week if he's questionable to go uh, at all on Saturday. I think this ticks up to three. So if you have eyes for the Colts, yes, you missed the best of the number, but I think actually that's, uh, um, this is probably going to close three if I had to say. And there, there's pretty clearly market opinion here that New England is at the top of their price range in terms yeah. of you know how good is this team really. Um, and as I look at their, you know, the two squads here, offense and defense for the Patriots, we know the offense has limitations, but they're actually kind of performing at you know expectation if you kind of break down all the advanced statistics. Totally. The defense is the te- is the side of the ball that is um, looks a little bit overrated to me. They're getting lucky, some lucky bounces. They're recovering fumbles at an obscurely high rate. Uh, they're stopping third downs at an unsustainable rate. Their red zone 
touchdowns allowed is a little bit uh, of a you know regression candidate here. And now going up against a team like Indianapolis that has Jonathan Taylor, who's uh, you know your offensive player of the year, I think uh, this is a Colts or pass probably. See, I'm on the other side of this one, and I'm waiting for that three, and I'm hoping that the market pushes this out with the news of the thumb injury for our Rookie of the Year candidate, Mac Jones. And that's huge, right? Let's wait to see how practice shakes through today and tomorrow and even Friday if you want to get involved in this game. I'm hoping for the plus three. Ultimately, I also love this in a teaser option. Either way, with Mac Jones healthy or not, I don't see this as a high-scoring game, and I don't see this as a blowout either side. So if you can give me six points, and I'm then getting the Patriots at – hopefully plus nine. That's a go for me. I'm probably going to take them if I get the three as well. Did a little deep dive on this game last night. My thoughts, and I'll break this down tomorrow and on blitzing the board and Drew, we can obviously hash it out again. My quick thoughts on this game though, you guys, is the fact that I trust Bill Belichick. Maybe he's not going to take and sell out Jonathan Taylor out of the game, but he's going to make it uncomfortable and he's going to force Carson Wentz to beat them. And if you're putting me with Bill Belichick and Carson Wentz, I'm going to be forced to take (laughs) Bill Belichick. So I actually like the Patriots in this spot. I'm the rare opinion. I've seen a lot of smart betters come in on the Colts, but I'm going to hope Mac Jones's fingers okay for many reasons for us, Drew. And we're going to take the Patriots in a teaser leg and 100% if it gets to the three. More on that game, though, later this week and tomorrow on the show. We're headed down the backstretch of the NFL season and the NBC Sports Predictor app powered by points that, as you covered with Sunday Night 7, we're giving you a shot to win $1 million every Sunday night throughout the rest of the regular season. It's free and easy to play, so predict what's going to happen between the Saints and Bucks for a chance to win. Download today from your app store or visit NBCSports.com slash predictor. Take a break from football in the NFL for a second. We'll head to another football, of course, the Premier League. We welcome in Nick Kenyon to help us break down quite a few intriguing games, not only today and for this weekend, but let's give the actionable bets right now. There's a game coming up in just a few hours. Arsenal, Jay Croucher coming on in a second. I'll be curious to hear this. That's his team, the Gunners. <laughs> Arsenal taking on West Ham pretty soon. And this is going to be a fascinating game. Obviously, both teams performing at a high level. West Ham certainly been a little bit better against better competition. But I like the look, and I kind of saw your notes for this game. I like the look that it's going to be a high-scoring affair. I certainly think they're going to play each other tough. And this game matters, right? They're fighting kind of for this fourth spot in the Premier League standings, Nick. So how are you attacking this game and kind of Arsenal in general? Because a quick turnaround, and they're playing Leeds this weekend on Saturday. Yeah, first of all, great to be with you guys. And I'm going to be honest with you, I'm just as interested as Jay is because I, too, am an Arsenal supporter. So (laughs) as much as it pains me to say it, I have to go with West Ham today in the oh. match today because let me explain this. It's an emotional Ars- hedge maybe? I'm not really sure. No, not even an emotional hedge. I feel like it's almost becoming a prerequisite for me that I find a wrongfully favorite team when I come on with you guys. It's Arsenal today. They are very good when they play really bad teams. But this season, when they're playing up against the top 10 teams in the expected goals per 90 table, they are awful. They have played eight, they have won two, they have lost six. Not good. If you look at the expected goal numbers, they have played eight, they have lost seven unexpected goals. This last weekend against Southampton was the first time they won a game against a top 10 offense in the Premier League, also on expected goals. Tactically, they really struggle to defend on the wings too, which is where West Ham are brilliant. So it's just like, and if you look at their overall seasons to date, 
Arsenal has a negative four expected goal differential through 16 matches, West Ham plus four. So I know it's at home. I know West Ham have some injury issues at the back. That informs the overplay for me because I don't think you're going to see much defense in this match. Two and a half. I got it at minus 110, unbelievably. I know it's steamed up a little bit. but Yeah, sitting at I minus think, 130 right now. I think you could see four or five goals here. So give me the over. West Ham on the draw no bet line has steamed against me. Ignore that. that Arsenal, <laughs> I don't know how they get three points in this game. The higher scoring it goes, the more it benefits West Ham. Give me the hammers today. Last time these two teams played earlier in 2021, we had fireworks. It was 3-3, six-goal match. Uh, and, uh, yeah, certainly uh, it was interesting that uh, without Pierre-Emerick, uh, the Gunners still managed the 3-0 win over Southampton. That kind of changed my opinion of them, to be honest with you. So I wouldn't be shocked to see them still pull out a victory here, playing with a little bit of confidence. But the over is a very, very solid angle of attack. Curious uh, what you make of this Wolves-Brighton match. Wolves have been... Um, roller coaster <laughs> this season uh i have gone into the matches thinking oh this is clearly the better team they should very much be favored uh and then they put up a stinker and then vice versa they've surprised me at times and i really can't uh, tell you that there's a clear advantage between them and brighton in this one yet uh you know there's got to be a way to bet this one what do you make of it yeah i think this is a really good time to buy low on a wolves offense that has been just awful over the last five matches and look i mean i I can make a case for either team in this match because there are so many injury issues, especially for Brighton. They are going to be without all three of their starting center halves in this match. That, of course, Shane Duffy, Adam Webster, Lewis Dunk, they're all out. They're missing Leandro Trossard, who's their best attacking option. That leaves them with one player, Neil Mope, who has generated more than one and a half expected goals this season. So I know the Wolves' defense a lot of people will go look at the metrics and say, oh, they let up two and a half expected goals against Liverpool, three and a half against Manchester City last week. And they're without Raul Jimenez, who is their best attacking option in this game. But I'm going to have some confidence that they can get on the board against the replacement level Brighton defense that I don't know what their starting lineup is going to look like in, in the back line. So Wolves to score the first goal plus 140 that's a nice price and wolves on the draw no bet line plus money too the only way i don't i think you kind of lose this game is if there are no goals because i think that's a possibility but if you look historically the over has actually cashed a few times in a row now so i think mm -hmm. there's at least one goal in this game but i think wolves are in a good spot to pick up some points against a, a weakened brighton defense Mm, yeah, a lot of fireworks between the uh, the Wolves and the Seagulls uh, in the last couple of fixtures. Uh, lots of comebacks, lots of uh, lots of goals. So uh, that's a you know a, a, maybe a good one to look live if Wolverhampton scores first. Uh, try to grab a little Brighton. That might be a fun way to double down. Live under goal. two. That's a, that's a good look for me. If there's an early goal between these teams, I like a live under two and a half or three. Okay, great looks. Yeah, let's hope the Wolves get on the board first. Certainly been struggling to put goals in the back of the net. Haven't scored in four of their last five games. So we'll ultimately see how this plays out. But I like your luck. We talked about West Ham when you first came on, of course, breaking down today versus Arsenal. But if you look for this weekend, they have they have a huge game to really pick apart a bad team in Norwich City on Saturday. So you like West Ham today. I'm going to have to assume you love West Ham on Saturday. But minus 304, 
I'm not laying that. Most people aren't laying that. So what are some of the other ways we can get involved to kind of take advantage of this really good West Ham squad? Yeah, I feel like I've almost forgotten how bad Norwich is over the last few weeks because, you know, Dean Smith came in and there was that new manager bump that everyone was expecting. So he has been playing a little bit better, but then it's it's, it's fallen off the rails recently. So in their last three matches, at least 1.7 expected goals against. That came against, I don't want to say bad opposition, but I mean, a penalty to Manchester United helps that total a little bit. But yesterday against Aston Villa, who is not necessarily what we would think of as a prolific attack, they gave up 1.9 expected goals. So I don't really see how Norwich get, like what's the game script for them to get Mm -hmm. a point against a West Ham attack? that has really just been great at home. I mean, they have one and a half expected goals in like 75% of their last home games dating back to last season. So I think I love West Ham. As long as minus one and a half is in plus money, I take a look at that. I personally laid a goal at minus 135 earlier in the week. So that gets you push protection with the outright victory. But I mean, Norwich is the worst Premier League team on the road and I don't really see West Ham has unbeaten in their last four at London Stadium so I think this is a good spot for West Ham to uh to pick up some points and hopefully establish themselves as a legitimate top four contender for the rest of the season every time Norwich is back in the Premier League I want to root for them but they just consistently fall to the bottom of the Premier League table I love your look good for you for getting that laying the one goal minus 135 you could still find that available you could find Nick on Twitter by the way at Nick Kenyon he has so much more of his handicap and plays for all of these Premier League matches on NBCSportsEdge.com so you could stay up to date with all of his picks getting ready for the weekend Nick good luck with your plays today we'll talk to you soon awesome thanks guys Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. Give the gift of NBC Sports Edge Plus this holiday season. Get 15% off annual subscriptions when you use the code HOLIDAY15 at checkout. This offer turns to coal on December 31st. So you guys, visit NBCSportsEdge.com slash Edge Plus today. All right, listen up. We're welcoming in Jay Croucher, and I feel bad bringing him in after picking apart and, and picking against, rather, the Arsenal team, Jay. That's not how we wanted to start off the show. But we'll move on. We'll move on to the NFL. We can get your thoughts on uh, on soccer later. This is crazy. Drew and I talked about it at the beginning of the show. We're super excited to have you on today because 
For the Browns and Raiders game, it's down on points bet. And I know you guys will obviously put this line back up soon. But with all of the, the latest news, not just with the quarterback situation, with all of the players dealing with, with COVID and on the COVID list now, even Kevin Stefanski, how are you guys even handling this? And, and when do you expect probably to have this line back up? And will you take action on this game for Saturday, given all of the craziness? Yes, game's a mess, uh, like a lot of games <laughs> this season are, are trending in that direction. But you know, this is a unique one with Cleveland because even though the quarterback is in question, the quarterback is almost the easiest thing to handle in this game because the difference between Baker Mayfield and Case Keenum is, is almost nothing. As you guys were talking about, maybe it's worth half a point, but certainly not much more than that. And it's weird where Baker, he still has zip on the ball. He makes great passes, but he's just... He's just so inconsistent at the moment um, and playing so poorly, uh, as we saw, particularly in the second half against the Ravens, where their offense just just died on the vine. So, you know, him to Keenum isn't a big drop-off, but what you have to worry about is John Johnson, Jarvis Landry. They're now missing 60% of their offensive line with Conklin down for the season, uh, as well as Wills and Talib missing this game. And that's really the heart of the offense, uh, is that offensive line. Uh, I think that if I was fading Cleveland, I'd be much more comfortable doing that if it wasn't against Vegas, a team that looks like it may have given up um, on football this season. If it was just a regular kind of middle-of-the-road team, like, say, a Minnesota or something, I'd probably be more comfortable on that side. But, look, with Max Crosby, they've got one of the, the three or four best edge rushers in the league this year for generating pressure against what's going to be a banged-up offensive line. So we'll be bringing the game up shortly. Uh, we'll have to see exactly you know where Cleveland sits in terms of their absences before we firm a number. But look, it's the NFL, so you have to put games up and you have to take action on them. Yeah. As mentioned, Mayfield, no Landry, no Hooper, no Wills, no Teller, questionable tags right now on Batonio and Treader. So you could potentially be looking at an entire replacement offensive line in this one. And then, as mentioned on the defensive side of the ball, take McKinley gone, Malik McDowell out, Anthony Walker out, uh, John Johnson. What sticko is betting on this game? (laughs) Even the punter, Jamie Gillian, not available. (laughs) So this is really up to Miles Garrett to get it all done. He's going to have to score another touchdown. He's going to (laughs) continue to march towards defensive play. Can he play quarterback? You know – Actually, in in seriousness, if the Raiders are dogs, that's probably the side. They got up for that Thanksgiving Day game. This is a standalone game. It's on, you know, they they definitely have done this in years past where some of the veterans in that locker room can get guys up for these, uh, you know, kind of, you know, yeah, we're not going anywhere this season. Yeah, we're going to have to reset with the new coach next year and probably a bunch of new personnel. But, you know, ultimately, I would not be surprised if uh, they step up in this moment. And this uh, this issue, and particularly if Stefanski is not out there, you know, this this is too much to ask of the Browns probably. So uh, I'll hold my breath. Maybe my Browns have have some life left but uh it's not looking great <laughs> this uh chiefs and chargers game on thursday night football though is worth picking apart in a little more detail chargers were coming in with a lot of question marks we were a little concerned about how healthy this team was going to be they have lost uh slater at left tackle who's a hugely important piece because otherwise that offensive line kind of stinks mm-hmm. um however it was a lot of good news yesterday on the injury report. Basically, everyone that you were hoping, if you were a Chargers fan, uh, if you're that guy out there, you know, you got good news. They were limited participants in practice. Derwin James probably going to go. And realistically, the Chargers have the exact right makeup for defending Pat Mahomes in the way that the Raiders do not, which is, I think, in a way, somewhat influencing this uh, price in the market. Is that a fair read on this one? And are you seeing 
uh, you know, liability start to build on the Chargers in this one, seeing this number tick down from four to three yesterday pretty rapidly? Yeah, I think uh, it's definitely a fair read on the game. We're still taking the balance of handle on the Chiefs just because mm-hmm. when Patrick Mahomes is on a winning streak in prime time, then people will just bet on Patrick Mahomes, even though they still haven't the offense. It just hasn't looked right unless they're playing the Raiders um, and they're not playing the Raiders this week. So I think that the Chargers, yeah, their defense, which has been suspect really all season, particularly against the run. Obviously, Kansas City, they scare you most with the passing game when it is rolling, but they also do have a very efficient rushing attack off of that. So I think that's where the battle is. And then, you know, this Chargers team, they've done a really good job at taking out the trash. Um, I think that the Giants game with (laughs) Justin Herbert throwing 500-yard touchdowns through the air um, and blowing out a bad team, that's what the Chargers have really excelled at. But in the big spots, they haven't looked as good, getting blown out by Baltimore losing at home to New England. You know, this is the type of game where, you know, if they win this, then they're in the box seat for the division because they go 2-0 and against the Chiefs. They get the tie break. And then they're also an outside chance at the one seed just mm-hmm. with how the AFC, how all the best teams have accumulated so many losses. So this is a big game for the Chargers. I think we probably know what we're going to get from the Chiefs. We'll just see what the upside is with the Chargers defense with Derwin James coming back. Absolutely. I'm ex- I'm super excited. Probably the most excited I've been for a Thursday night game. We'll talk about this uh, this game a lot more in detail tomorrow. I'll give a play, a prop available right now for Edge of the Day. But let's go to the NFC. Drew and I talked a lot about the NFC and our favorite teams and kind of the paths of how to get the one seed and how it looks right now shaping up to be Tampa Bay or probably Green Bay. And we were talking about what the line would be if the game went ultimately Tampa Bay had to go to Green Bay or vice versa. So now I'm kind of curious. It's the NFC title game, right? Let's say Green Bay is in Tampa. I'm curious what the spread would be and vice versa. If yet again, Tom Brady had to go to Lambeau, what you would set that line right now for both games. Yeah, so we think that Tampa is the best team, not just in the NFC, but in all the NFL. Green Bay are right there with them, but we think that Tampa neutral field are about one point better than Green Bay. So if the game was in Tampa, we'd have Tampa minus three because home field is worth about two points in the NFL these days. And then if it was a rematch in Lambeau, then we'd have the Packers minus one. So neck and neck, but I just think this Tampa defense is much better than the Packers defense. Uh, Now with getting a bit more hole in the secondary, Obviously, they have such an incredible rushing defense that Frank Reich calls 25 pass plays in a row and leaves Jonathan Taylor getting cold. So, you know, the fact that they have that defense getting healthier and Brady playing at an MVP level, we'll see what happens with Antonio Brown, probably ultimately doesn't really matter that much because they've still got Godwin, Evans, Gronk. Uh, Their offense is absolutely loaded. So we see Tampa right now as the best team in the NFC. Mm. Good news to my ears. <laughs> that would be a nice bailout for me if they ultimately would go back to the Super Bowl. The bowl season marches upon us this week. I'm not sure if you knew this, but there's a <laughs> lot of bowl games coming up on Friday and Saturday. Uh, and, uh, you know, as I'm sure you're a huge uh, college football guy and a uh, huge fan of bowl season, uh, you know, what of these early bowls uh, really piques your interest in the, from a betting side and, uh, and a market making standpoint? Yeah, like you said, Drew, I'm a huge bowl guy, uh, having grown up in Melbourne, Australia and gone to <laughs> Monash University, uh, which won't be featuring in any of the games this weekend. But right now, in terms of activity that we're seeing that is notable, the game that stands out is UAB BYU opened BYU minus eight and then quickly Sharps bet that down to the key number of seven. So that's probably the most interesting movement. 
uh, right now where and it's actually kind of trending almost towards six and a half where now mm. the plus seven is getting backed um, with UAB I know that BYU they give up ground uh, yards on the ground for fun so I think that is perhaps the <laughs> angle um, that there might be some something there for for UAB a room to eat for them shout out to Thor Nystrom coming on yesterday giving out that play hey Jay before we let you go just curious you betting on Arsenal today no, no, <laughs> it's very scared off by their record against the top 10 teams, as was mentioned. I think Arsenal have a very good chance to finish above West Ham, but that's mainly because West Ham don't have any depth, but they have enough at the moment now. I think uh, I think my beloved Gunners might be, might be in a little bit of trouble today, but hopefully I'm wrong. I Yeah, well, hopefully you're not because we got some money on the other side today, Jay. But I'll still root for your team for the most part. Jay, you're the best. You can find Jay on Croucher, at Croucher JD. Every single week he comes on here on Bet the Edge and gives us a peek behind the curtain and inside all of the lines set at points bet. He's also going to join, of course, myself, Drew, and Warren Sharp tomorrow on Blitzing the Board 3 p.m. on our YouTube channel and on Peacock after through the weekend. Jay, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Download the NBC Sports Predictor app powered by PointsBet and enter this week's free NBA pick and roll contest for a chance to win $50,000. You guys, this week we're highlighting matchups between the Wizards and Kings, Grizzlies and Trailblazers, and Clippers and Jazz. If you don't have the Predictor app yet, download it now. A chance to win 50 Gs. I'll take it for holiday season. talk about the NBA for a second. This card, I'll say it sucks. You said it. I looked it up. I don't <laughs> like it either. Let's call it like it is. But we're trying to find value on the NBA slate. And that's why I leave it to Drew Dinsick to help me place my NBA wagers. Drew, oh, I already said the card isn't good, but I'm leaving it to you. Yeah, to it's, your favorite uh, play that we could find today. It's tricky. And I'm on the wrong side of the steam already here. Um, going with the Indiana Pacers who are taking on the Milwaukee Bucks on the road. Uh, as you know, COVID not just sweeping through the NFL, but also the NBA, probably a bigger deal in the NBA, mm -hmm. ultimately, because these guys are playing indoors and, you know, the likelihood of going from team to team and wiping out uh, a smaller roster of guys, I think is pretty high. Uh, one of the teams that has been broadly affected by this, if you haven't been paying attention, is the Milwaukee Bucks. Bucks are going to be missing some key pieces tonight, most notably Giannis Antetokounmpo, uh, on top of the fact that they are having issues with uh, keeping um, Chris Middleton on the floor. Uh, you know, if he is expected to carry the heavy load tonight, then that's not a great sign here for the Milwaukee Bucks because he is ailing big time right now. And uh, they were expecting some uh, reinforcements, namely they were expecting to get Dante DiVincenzo back. He will not be available. He also has COVID. So realistically, if the Pacers can't get it done against this depleted squad, then they really do need to blow it up. Uh, a lot of rumors swirling that the Pacers are on the brink of blowing it up, mm. by the way. You know, they have a decent matchup here pretty much on, um, you know, with the, the, the you know, their top line guys, their starting five is better than what Milwaukee's going to roll out here in the absence of a Tenacumpo, particularly if Middleton gets pulled. So this should be a decent chance here for a Pacers team that is well-rested, uh, that has performed much better than their record. Their point differential will tell you this should be a team that's in the mix for the plan as opposed to bottom of the East and blow it up. So uh, I'm hopeful that uh, Rick Carlisle can pull a little, little magic out of his hat. He's got a little something left there and from a coaching standpoint to give his Pacers an edge tonight. Uh, and they can beat the NBA defending champion Milwaukee Bucks uh, by more than two points. So I've laid the two with the Pacers for edge of the day. 
Yeah, their record sitting at 12 and 17 probably doesn't indicate what this team is, but maybe they could salvage a few wins here, cover the two and not blow up this season and try to kind of rebuild for next. So we're rooting for the Pacers tonight against a very depleted Milwaukee Bucks squad. I'm going for tomorrow. We're going to talk, as I said, I'll show more about Thursday night football, but there's a prop available on the board. I want to get the best of the number. So let's get to that. Uh, Drew, we have Justin Herbert in primetime. Tomorrow versus Patrick Mahomes. I could not be more excited for this game for so many reasons. Three career games he's faced the Kansas City Chiefs. 275 plus passing yards in every game for Justin Herbert. I am taking Justin Herbert and going over 284 and a half passing yards tomorrow night. Kansas City's defense, yes, I know they've, they've certainly evolved and become a lot better, uh, but they are allowing 252 passing yards per game this season. And obviously now facing a very pass-heavy attack in Justin Herbert because Austin Eckler is a little banged up. I'll keep an eye on that. I look back to week three, Herbert threw for 281 yards against this Chiefs team. He certainly had some up and downs since then, but he's gotten better. He's so good. He's now thrown actually for more than 300 yards in seven NFL games, of course, this season, which is the most in the league this far. Keenan Allen's coming back. He'll be available tomorrow. That's huge. I think the Chiefs probably will be up in this game. We'll go back and forth quite a bit. He's going to throw the ball. As I kind of mentioned, Austin Eckler plays a huge role in the run for this team. So for all of those reasons, I'm rooting for Justin Herbert. I do think it's going to be a higher scoring affair. He's probably going to be in comeback mode for a few portions of the game. And we always talk about this offense, regardless of what's happening, they're going for it. Give me the over Justin Herbert, 284 and a half yards for tomorrow against the Chiefs in primetime. Yeah, good news for you. Chris Jones won't yeah. be in available for a pass rush. Good uh, and good news for you. Justin Herbert, amazing under pressure. That guy finds ways to get it done when he is under pressure, and he's going to be under pressure because the offensive line for the Chargers down their most important player in Rashawn Slater. Uh, that said, that's a great look. A low number. I think he gets into the 300s pretty comfortably here, so best of luck. Yeah, I was waiting for this number to come out yesterday. It ultimately came out yesterday evening. Um, they had, obviously, Patrick Mahomes waiting probably to see the news with Chris Jones and so many other things with the Chargers. So number dropped 284 and a half. Most of the money at points bet is coming in on the over 66% of the handle. So this probably ticks up a little bit before game time tomorrow. We're rooting for Justin Herbert. And let's get the Pacers two-point-plus win tonight against the Milwaukee Bucks. Be sure to head on over to NBCSportsEdge.com for more info, analysis, and so many picks to help you without your wagers. Big thank you to all of you tuning in every day and especially watching us on the NBC Sports Edge YouTube channel. Please don't forget to subscribe and rate the podcast. Enjoy the rest of your day. And as always, best of luck with all your bets. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. 
Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. <laughs> 